Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com. And remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Oh, and welcome to the Red Men TV. It is the opposition preview. It's the big one. It's the Merseyside derby at Anfield. Everton looking to go level on points with Liverpool, but more importantly, looking to get that first home uh, away win, I should say, uh, at Anfield for a very, 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 very long time. I'm joined by Barry um, from Toffee TV. Barry, big game at the weekend, mate. Top four battle. Um, oh god, I can't believe I'm saying that, but it is. Uh, it's it's a massively important game. How are you feeling heading into this one? Like I normally am heading into Anfield derbies, Chris. Not not overly confident, uh, but it, you're right. It is a big game, and it's a big game for all the right reasons for us this year, because we are in the fight. I guess I guess for the top four. So it is good that it. You know, going into a game like this, we there's something on it rather than just, you know, trying to get a bit of pride or whatever. That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, you know, you want to see Liverpool and Everton fighting it out at the business end of the table. I mean, we don't really want to be see, be fighting it out for sixth place if we're if we're both honest. Um, yeah. But it is what it is, and I, what I want to know actually, mate, from from yeah, before we talk about the game a little bit, is what do you think of football this season? It's crap. <laughs> it's me. It's me. True answer. It's, it's rubbish. It's been rubbish since fans stopped being able to go. Let's be honest. Obviously, because we've had the global pandemic, which puts football into you know context of it's a sport and the story played by millionaires. Um, but the one thing we have kind of learned, I feel, from it is that without us, it's nothing. It's just practice games of football. Um, we're what makes it, and it's not. It's not just this league. I love watching German football. I love it. And at first, that was the first league that came back when it stopped. And it was a novelty for a few weeks. But watching it this season, that's rubbish as well because there's no fans in the stadium. So football is just at the moment a series of training games where anything can happen. That's how it seems anyway. Well, I, you say that, and, and I think I, I agree with you. I, I don't. I haven't enjoyed this season. It's not just because Liverpool haven't been as good as they were over the previous years. I genuinely hope that it's not just that. I genuinely believe that. I think I don't enjoy it as much because we're not getting to go to the ground and because the atmosphere is not there, and you can't have an effect on the team and all that type of stuff. Mm. Um, but people, loads of people will say, "No, nah, it's just because you're not winning, Chris." And I hope that that's not true, and I believe that it's not true. But I'm the same as you, mate. It's just it's not the same. Like I, I watched a bit of the. Everton game last night um, against Manchester City, and I turned the I turned the um, fan crowd noise off because that's terrible. But it's 
it's still not right. Like even just it's nice. It was a novelty, right? In hearing the players scream at each other and all that type of stuff. But there's you can't. I can't understand how important a game of football is if there's no fans. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it could be a Champions League semi-final, but it sounds the same as fucking Burnley, Aston Villa. Like, there's nothing that, that tells you that it's an important game of footy, and it's just watching two teams play training games, isn't it? And that's where it kind of comes out. Let's talk a little bit about then uh, yeah. Everton's season so far, obviously. You know, had a great start to the season. Uh, was it seven games on the bounce or one, something like that? I, I can't remember uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, seven and all, yeah, with the League Cup games. Yeah. Br- brilliant start to the season. What's happened since then? Well, since the derby, we haven't had... Um, since the last derby, we haven't had what a lot of Evertonians would say, being able to play our best team. Them 11 players haven't played together since that, the 2-2 at Goodison, mm-hmm. through injuries and stuff. So that disrupted it a little bit. But I think we started the season brilliantly. But every Evertonian knew what that wasn't going to last because... You do get injuries and suspensions and players drop in and out of form. And our our squad isn't good enough, if we're being brutally honest, to maintain that. So I think th- this season especially as well, with with no crowd and stuff, you just hit the nail on the head before. You can't influence anything. And so Everton have benefited from it away from home because we've got an unbelievable away record. But at Goodison, it's our home form is, is abysmal. And normally... We are up in the top five or six for a home form every season, even when we're not very good away. We've normally got 11, 12, 13 wins at home out of the 19. So it's been totally the opposite this season. So I think a bit of that as well. And we've lost vital players, I don't need to tell you, but we, you know, you've lost important players as well. But we lost Luca Dean for two and a half months. We've had Alan out for getting on to three months now. James Rodriguez played about three games in about eight weeks. Um, so that disrupted us. Dominic Calvert-Lewin has been not right for since he got injured on New Year's Day. You know, he's been in and out the team with injury and stuff. So there's been reasons why. But in general, Everton is, Everton is still doing quite well. And if you'd have offered me this on day one of the season, I'd have bit your hand off. We always say, you know, going into, if we can get, the back end of January and you're in the hunt for European places, then we're on track for, for being in that mix. And we're what, the middle of February? And potentially we're in a fight for the top four. I'm not saying mm-hmm. Everton would get there, but just points-wise and what's available. Then in this season where West Ham are up in the top four or five, then, you know, why not? What about, like you mentioned a couple of the players there and uh, there's a potential, isn't there, we were talking off camera before, that Alan could come back, I think. James mm. Rodriguez comes on last night against City. Calvert-Lewin's supposed to be back in the mix. Um, mm. Do you expect them all to start if they are available? Dominic Calvert-Lewin will start. Um, I think Alan, if he's fit enough, would start. James, it just depends what they want to do with James. It's, last night against City was a, a game... City are unique the way they play, aren't they? You know, the, the, that team, that they just keep the ball and they work the ball and you do spend a lot of time on the back foot against them. Um, certainly a team like us would because we're not at their level. So to play Hammers Rodriguez last night from the start might have been a bit risky, which is why he was sub. And I guess the same would be probably for Liverpool. But the problem is when you take Hammers off the team, you're taking someone who can change a game with a 
you know, a drop of a shoulder. He's that good. He's, he's such a fantastic footballer. But it just depends what Ancelotti the game plan is. You know, normally away from home, we've been very solid, um, and we've we've played teams on the counter attack, and we've had some some real joy with that. Um, it's been at home when we've been expected to go with Man City, take that out of the equation. But other games in general, when we've been the team that's expected to push on, we, we've struggled um, to find the right balance. So it will be a balancing act. You know, when Hammers was left out when we went to Leeds a few weeks ago, he was on the bench and Everton went and won that game because he, he went for a more industrious eleven. So maybe he'll do that at the weekend because obviously we know the quality that Liverpool have. So maybe he'll he'll try to keep it more solid than have Hammers as a, a last 25-minute sub if, if the game needs it. I mean, I'm looking at Everton's form and obviously you've lost the last two games and the big one there is the Fulham game in it. You know what I mean? It yeah. didn't look to me like you, you, you were in that game. And, but that's an outlier, really. I think obviously you had that big result in the FA Cup against Spurs. A 3 0 draw with Man United is a good result, especially at Old Trafford. You go and beat Leeds, you draw with Leicester, who are a good side this season. So on, on paper, it might look like, you know, you've you've lost three, drawn one and won one in the Premier League in the last six. But I don't think that really tells the whole story, does it? I think, you know, the Fulham one's the real outlier there, isn't it? Mm. Fulham and Newcastle, Chris, to be honest. Newcastle come to Goodison and I think everybody just expected Everton to bounce them. I think the manager did and he, he made changes to the team that he shouldn't have made and Newcastle come with a game plan and course us out and Fulham done the same I think again at the weekend he changed the team and he didn't need to in my opinion certainly not the defence and we were caught out but I think Everton have, Everton in general have just been better away from home I think away from home they've stumbled almost on a way to play which is be keep it tight keep it tight We'll, the danger of soft set pieces, I think we've scored more than any other team in the, in the Premier League um, this season. The danger of soft set plays. And with, with Calvert Lewin and Richarlison, the, you know, Dom especially has got a goal in him. Richarlison, we know what he can do as well. He's, you know, he scored at Anfield last season. So they'll carry the threat definitely. But Everton, first and foremost, will try to be nice and compact and, and take it from there. But um, it'll be, obviously, we're well aware it'll be a tough game. And, I think when we know it's going to be a hard game, the players are more focused. And mm. I think it's, I think for Everton to go on to the next step, it's being able to to do what Liverpool have done really well over the last few years, which is keep the same mentality for every game. All right, not so much this season, but there's been reasons. But what why Liverpool have been excellent for three seasons prior to this one is they seem to be able to play the same way against Burnley as they did against Manchester City. And I think to do that, yes, you need better players, but you'd also need that that mentality that's consistent, which is, you know, everybody gets our ultimate respect. And I think Everton still, for I don't know why, but there seems to be a little bit of arrogance in the wrong way when we played West Ham at home and Newcastle at home and Fulham at home and we lost all three games. Well, look, I mean, Calvert Lewin, we think, is going to start the game. You mentioned that there. Um, if he's mm. to start, what? how do you think he's going to line you up then? Is it going to be 4 3 3 or is it going to be a 4 5 1? What are we looking uh, at? Yeah, I mean, it'll look like a 4 3 3, I guess, on paper. It just depends what he. Obviously, there's no Yeri Mina. He's going to be out for a couple of weeks, which is a big blow because he's, he's been in excellent form this season. And um, 
he's he's a real threat in both penalty areas, offset plays as well. So that's that's a big blow to lose him. So I expect that Ben Godfrey will play it centre-back alongside Michael Keane and Luca Dean will be in at left-back. And if that's the case, then Richarlison will be on the left. Dom would go through the middle. And it's the right-hand side, really. It's it's going to be an interesting one what he does with that right-hand side, whether or not it's Alex Iwobi or whether it is James Rodriguez. And he, he, we, try to, we try to keep six players back and have those as the attacking Players, you know, when we when we have the opportunity to break. I mean, last night he played Luca Dean left side of the midfield. Mm. So, but obviously we're not unless he keeps Coleman in at right back. It's a bit of a it's a difficult one because there was a, if Yeri Mina had been fit, I think he'd have gone for the four centre backs across the back again and kept that for a for a couple of games just to get some solidity. But obviously losing Mina means it's going to be a, a you know a toss up between does Coleman start um, at right back. Or does he go for that solidity of Mason Holgate? Or does Ben Godfrey go over to right back and Holgate play centre back? There's, that's where it's going to be difficult. That's where I think it's quite difficult to, to predict this lineup because because of the injury to Mina. But in general, Everton will go and try and keep it tight. I think there's no question about that. I don't think we can go and trade off with Liverpool. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Olive and June Manny System, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny System with code PERFECTMANNY20 at oliveandjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at oliveandjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. I, I do. I want to pick up. You, you used the word solidity there when you were talking about the four centre halves across the pitch and stuff. And that's the thing that sort of struck me about Everton this season. Whenever I've watched them play, they they've always, as for, for as long as I can remember, the last fifteen years, give or take a couple of years from the Martinez era and whatnot, um, excluding the first season of Martinez when he still had Moyes' defence. They've always been a solid side. Whereas this season, I think I'm right in saying they've got the they've conceded more goals than anyone else in the top half of the table. Like I'm sure it's over 30, 33 goals, something like that, is it? So far in like what is it, twenty three games? I mean, that's just not something that you think about when you think about Everton Football Club. They're not built on that. They're built on keeping it solid at the back. And is that why he started to go with them four centre halves? Yeah, we had the really I mean, even the start of the season, you know, 
West Brom was 5-2 and Brighton 4-2 and Liverpool 2-2. You know, there was seen to be two goals conceded in most games until um, we lost Luca Dean through, through an injury and then, we, you know, we lost another player and Fabian, we had Fabian Delph at left back for 25 minutes or something before he got his normal injury. And he almost stumbled across the playing the four centre-backs out of necessity, really, because we didn't have other defenders. Coleman was injured as well. And once he went to that four at the back, I think we conceded two goals in eight games or something like that, or two or three goals. It wasn't many goals. We had a good run of clean sheets. And over a 10-game period, up until the Fulham game, it was 10 games played, six wins, two draws and two defeats. And hardly any goals conceded. Then we went to, you know, United was three goals conceded, which was the most we'd let in in a single game this season. Um, and so it, that has brought that solidity back. But you're right, but it, it, a lot of those goals are at home now, Chris. We've, mm. we're, Everton are unbeaten in seven away games. They've only conceded 11 goals away from home. Um, I think they've took, they've took something like 23 points out of 33 away, something like that. So we are better away from home. We're more solid. We score more goals and we win more games. All right, then. It's Anfield, though, mate. How are you feeling? <laughs> Liverpool's form. We've lost three on the bounce in the Premier League. I know we've got a good win in the Champions League and stuff like that midweek. But surely, if you're going to do it, Barry, now's the, now's the time. This is the season. This is the weekend. This will be the Saturday. <laughs> I... Yeah, I'm never gonna sit here and say, yeah, this is the. It, what I would say is, there's a there's a great opportunity to break this hoodoo on Saturday. There's no crowd there. Liverpool aren't in great form. They haven't got the the what they would perceive as their best team, which I think everyone would accept that. But they still got three world class forwards, uh, and if Everton are as porous as they can be, then that won't make won't make any difference. So Everton's game plan. If Everton can keep it tight and defend properly the way we have been, then it takes a, a really good goal to, to go past us. Then we will carry a, a real threat at the other end because I don't think Liverpool defensively have been very good this up for obvious reasons. Mm. Losing Van Dijk and Gomez um, and, and obviously having to mix the team up to get a defence, you know, and that's involved playing your best midfielders at centre-back. So I think there's a clear, obvious um, weakness with Liverpool that Everton can exploit but you can't ignore the fact that you've, you've still got so many good players your front three are, are absolutely fantastic so it is a, it's a tough game but Merseyside derbies the record is there to be broken it's going to end sometime if it's this weekend brilliant um, and I guess for Liverpool's for a any Liverpool fan if it was going to end this would be the weekend for it to end and get it out the way when there's no one there you know what I mean <laughs> we just won't count it, it Barry we just won't count <laughs> well, it well that's fair well I don't count <laughs> to win the league last year so it's not a problem <laughs> <laughs> listen um, no. listen. I think everyone knows Liverpool have got a few weaknesses at the moment obviously the defence mm. and stuff like that but I suppose over the course of the season it's that spacing behind Trent Alexander-Arnold and you know how do you think is that an area that Carlo will look to exploit more than any other is it, is it Richarlison getting into that channel and putting him under pressure cutting back inside yeah. or with us not having centre halves, you know, we've brought Kabak in now. I expect that he'll start this game. Is it the yeah. set pieces that you're going to do? Because, you know, we've lost a lot of height in our team. I think that's mm -hmm. the other thing that people aren't realising. You know, for, for me, 
Fabinho was brought in as a DM because of his height, because he mm. adds something to the centre of the park. You've got it in the core. He was always good against us as well, by the way. Um, mm. But when you're playing like Henderson at centre half, you're losing height. When you, Kabak's actually not the tallest, although he's a good header of the ball. We've lost Fabinho mm. from the middle of the park as well. Set pieces were not quite the same as uh, 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 because we're not the same unit as we were. Which yeah. do you think he'll exploit the set pieces or or, or behind centre or both? Well, hopefully both from our perspective. Obviously, you know how good Alexander-Arnold is going the other way. You know, he's a real threat. He puts a fantastic ball into the danger zone. But he, he is weak defending, and I don't think anyone would, would say any difference. Um, but his strengths are in an attacking sense. So Everton will have that opportunity um, to, to exploit that area of the pitch, I guess. And obviously, Luca Dean comes into that. He puts a fantastic ball in. And if Dom is fit, and by all accounts, there's a good, you know, there's a good chance he will be. Then he's fabulous in the air. I don't think there's many better, if any, better in the air than Calvert Lewin. That is the height he gets up. So that can be a real, a real bonus for us. And on offset plays, Michael Keane, you know, six foot four, Dom's big, you know, the core, Ben Godfrey, they're all big lads. So yeah, then maybe that'll be it. But Everton's the key for Everton will be not giving Liverpool space in behind us because mm. if we do. You know, Salah, I don't think, knows how to miss when he's through. He's, 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 what an incredible finisher. So, that's going to be it, Everton. The game plan will be stick in the game. And if you stick in the game and almost bore the game out a little bit, we saw Liverpool lose to, uh, to Burnley at home. We saw them lose to Brighton at home. And although they were two very different games, you know, they stayed in the game. Um, I know Brighton could have... Our ender could have probably won it more comfortably, but he's stuck in the game at a time and Liverpool had opportunities. And I think to get anything against Liverpool, you have to hang on in there um, and bore it out almost. And it's not, it's it's the one disappointing aspect from Everton's play for me that I'm having to say that because we've spent a lot of money over the last few years and I would have expected us to be further down the line in terms of having attack and players, but it just shows. I think it shows clearly since Ancelotti's come in, the players he's bought, it's the gaps are there now for this summer, which is what we clearly need, which is athleticism, pace and power. And I think if Everton can get three of those players in the summer, we'll be in a much healthier position. But Can we we'll flip that, buddy? Can we talk about yeah. Everton? Like, Say if Everton do their best job at defending, what's mm. the area, if, if there is one, what's the area of weakness, even when Everton are doing their best? Is there someone or something that Everton I can think, see from a lot? Well, I think if I think they, you've, with the same as with Trent Alexander-Arnold, Luka Dean, because he flies forward so much, that is an area of the pitch which play, where teams have got him. But in general, it's movement. And I think if Liverpool have got good movement in the middle of the park, especially to move us around, then I think that can cause us problems. But the key thing for Liverpool will be trying to it'll be trying to pull Everton out and get Salah in or Mane in with one of those crossfield balls in behind the fullback. I know that in last year's derby, the five-two went in Marco Silva's last game. You had so much success with that switch, um, Van Dijk switching it to Mane, and obviously Michael Keane. The one thing Michael Keane's a very, very good low block defender. He's great at heading things away and clearing things. But one thing you can get done is a ball over the top and I think we've seen it last year I think I think it was a Rigi's goal when he pulled it down and knocked it over Pickford Keane got underneath the ball and I think it might have even happened for Mane for the fifth goal as well I think it might have been Mane who scored it um, it was a similar kind of ball one straight ball so 
Liverpool, if they if they get back to playing those long diagonals, then you could have some real joy in behind. But whatever, when Everton have defended well, they've defended on the edge of the box really and left no space in behind. But you know, if Liverpool can pull us up a little bit and then switch it, that's something that we will have to be very wary of because Salah and Mane running through, it's it's potentially a goal the minute they they get in behind you. So Everton will have to be very wary of that. Last question, then score prediction for the weekend, mate. Oh, score predictions. 2 2. <laughs> I could have asked two, you for a combined 11, lad. You know what I mean? I Let's go with the score <laughs> prediction. <laughs> um, two, two, two all. I went yeah. one all. I went Fair one all this weekend. I, I mean, I that's don't more think... likely. Yeah, li- li- these games have just been pretty boring for the most part. And I haven't even mentioned Pickford, mate. Is this going to be one of those games that he gets rested for? Uh, I, I think a lot of Evertonians will want him to be rested for this one. He's only came back against City. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, to to remove any to remove anything around him, he probably would be right to rest him for this one and put him back in against Southampton in ten days or whatever it is. But I don't know what the manager will do. I don't know whether the manager will want to show a faith with him or whatever. But I think a lot of Blues would be for this game might be more comfortable with Robin Olsen being in goal but it's up to listen if it's Jordan Pickford it's up to him to to go in and do nothing stupid nothing erratic and just try to get through the game but I think if you're sensible management you'd probably leave him out for this one Cool. All right, mate. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Absolute pleasure. Don't forget to go and check out Toffee TV. Um, I'll be over there on their channel for an opposition preview the other way around. So thank you very much for watching and we'll see you next time. Ta-ra. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.